Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. The preseason is done. The cuts are done. And the regular season is upon us. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. You're listening on Dogs by Nature. Oh, baby. It's uh, it's it's go time. I am pumped. Andy McNamara with you alongside Matt Florjansen from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. Matt, it is... Uh, you, listen, we'll, we'll get through all these cuts, but it is officially... Game week, week one, on to the Titans. I am jacked. How are you? I am good. I'm ready to get to the games that actually count. No. Uh, preseason is a little too long for me. Yeah. And uh, I think as this was seemed especially long because none of our guys really played all that much. And I'm just ready for the score to be kept and, and work to be done and let's Let's get to the real stuff. And let's get going. Of course, folks, hey, you know what? I- I'm ready, too, to-, to sit back and enjoy game and week one with a little bit of Cleveland whiskey. And you can check them out, clevelandwhiskey.com. Their original is tremendous. You can mix it. You can have it neat on the rocks or the Underground Series. Matt, I just cracked open the Hickory Wood bottle that I got when I was down a few weeks ago for, for training camp. So I- I've been enjoying that. The Underground Series. You love the Black Cherry, too, right? Yeah. There isn't a bad option. No. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, all theirs are worth a try, uh, and they have something for everybody. If you like it a little sweeter, you go with the maple syrup. If you yeah. like something a little stronger, you could just go the straight whiskey or the rye whiskey. You know, they they have a, a lot of options there. And if, if you're a fan of bourbon whiskey, you're going to enjoy your visit there. No doubt about it. And you can get it outside of Ohio, too. Just go to clevelandwhiskey.com. Check out locations on social media. They have great recipes and cocktails and stuff like that, too, to help you out. Uh, clevelandwhiskey.com and on social media, at clevewhiskey on Twitter, at clevelandwhiskey on Facebook and Instagram. And Matt is on Twitter, at Matt Florjancic, myself, at AndyMC81. So, Matt, let's get to these cuts. Uh, I think we'd be safe to say the biggest shocker was Britton Colquitt, the veteran Pro Bowl punter, 
gone for the Scottish Hammers. So you're going into the season with two rookies. Uh, listen, I, I, I like the, the leg of the Scottish Hammer, but it makes me a little nervous going in with two rookie kickers. Yeah, uh, I expected Cyber to make the team. I thought after them giving him the last two preseason games, yeah. it was pretty much a foregone conclusion that Greg Joseph was gone. But I didn't see Gillen coming. I did a mock depth chart, and I had Colquitt staying mm -hmm. and Gillen going. But when you look at their averages, you know, he had a 44-yard uh, per kick net average, I believe, over the preseason. And he increased his hang time every single time out. And I guess it was enough for Mike Preeper to say, hey, you just beat out a pro bowler. Wow. That's crazy. Matt, my thing, though, is this. It's one thing to have the big booming leg. What was great about Colquitt, though, was his placement and accuracy. Is is the Scott, is Jamie Gillen, is he there yet? Is it just the big leg? Or, or have you seen signs that he can actually like kind of place that thing within the 10 like Colquitt was able to? Uh, he he can not as consistently as Colquitt can, but it's still he's still young enough that you can work with him and get him better than that. I, I don't see this as being a huge problem. Uh, all I know is that he has something you can't really teach, and that's a big leg. Yeah, and you can work with that as the base, and I think that's what Mike Prefer really wants to do. And and credit to those guys on the special teams coaching staff because when they brought him in they were asked you know is he legit like is he going to have a shot to make this team or is he just a camp bike and they said oh no if he's taking up a roster spot he's going to compete right and wow. compete he did and he earned his place and everybody's like well he hasn't kicked in you know bad conditions before the kid grew up in the scottish highlands playing rugby <laughs> he knows how to kick in that element, okay yeah but i'm not worried about I'm not worried about that. I think he'll be fine. <laughs> if, yeah, if, if you want to have the closest thing to a, a Cleveland fall with swirling random winds and rain, uh, the Scottish Highlands is a good place to start. So uh, I'm not concerned. I'm not concerned about that either. But also, Matt, how about that tackle? That rugby style tackle? Like, I think Cleveland would be a great place to start to go to the Highlands. Truthfully, absolutely. He actually, they got it a little harder. Absolutely. But Matt, how about that tackle? Do you think that did anything for him too, showing that he's not afraid to throw the throw the body around too at that clean rugby tackle in the preseason? Does that did that do anything, or is that just a fun little? Yeah, episode? he made he made a couple. Well, it, it's fun for us to talk about because yeah. it was a perfect fun tackle. Absolutely. I mean, it was, it was a beautiful tackle. You know, put the head across the bow and it's just drive through a guy. I mean, even the line it happened right in front of a linebacker on the side, brown sideline, and the guy. Who, was watching and he just went nuts. He started cheering. He was like giving him pats on the helmet and the shoulder pads. He was like, dude, this guy is really trying to make this team. And I I think that helped his case. I really do. That if coverage breaks down after he kicks the snot out of the ball, he's going to try to help uh, any way that he can. And he's sure fearless out there. And, and Matt, we'll stick with the kickers for one more second here. The reign of terror of Greg Joseph is over. In Cleveland, Ohio. Yes, he's gone. I'm glad I didn't get him to sign the football. You hate? <laughs> I made you're, the right you're, you're, you're saying that now. If Seibert is errant against the Titans, Jets, or Rams, oh, he's out. I don't want to hear anything from you. Uh, you, 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 you <laughs> will. I am a huge Austin Seibert fan until he misses a kick, and then uh, all bets are off.
All bets are off. And then he said to you. And then he might be. <laughs> if it's a game-winning kick. Listen, if you're missing something, you're up 30 to, to, to 7 and you miss a field goal, okay, you know, that's, that's fine. If we're talking game-winning situation, not so much. But I, I did make the right choice. I got Greg Joseph to sign the piece of paper, not the football, when I was at Browns training camp. Otherwise, I'd be left with a useless kicker signature on, on my Browns souvenir football. So I, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty if, happy about that. If, if, uh, that goes to the point of the Zane Gonzalez situation. Like, <laughs> it, it's one thing to miss when you're missing and the game is so far out of reach, it's ridiculous. It's yeah, another right. thing when you miss four kicks in a Dude. game that was lost by three points. Yep. Different animal. Absolutely. So, if, if the pressure's on, we'll really see what this kid can do. Uh, yeah, I know he was six for six in the last two weeks. He had the miss long. from 53 against the Colts the week before. He didn't make those two by much. I mean, they went through the uprights, so that was good against the Lions. But right. still, uh, I'm not sold that the kicker for this team in November, December, January, and early February, yes, I'm being very optimistic that we're going to be playing that long. But it. I'm not sure that those, those that kicker is yet on the roster. And, and Matt, you know what? Really, we're not going to know. We're not going to know until the situation presents itself because – he did what he had to do. He had to t- At least we, sh- we see this for Austin Seibert. He's an overcomer. He worked hard. He battled through all these the, the, the mental obstacles, the misses, and finished strong and won the job when it counted. That is step one in being clutch. You get it done when you need to and when it's needed the most, and he did. So now it's going to come down to you got him. The other bonus was Britton Colquitt, of course. Was he was a great veteran holder. It seems like Jamie Gillen got better at holding. Is that a concern at all, or, or is he, has he done enough, uh, the, the new uh, punter, to to be, okay, hey, you know what, uh, the, the holding thing's not going to be an issue either? He's done a good job. Okay. Uh, okay. He has really worked on his craft, and I, I don't foresee it being a problem until it is. I know that sounds weird because it's like, well, yeah, no kidding, but <laughs> I, from the snaps that I've seen in practice in the preseason games, he's handled them well. It was a process because, remember, he was a place kicker in college as well as a punter, so he never had the hole. Hello, I'm Neelai Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. We're launching a new limited series that we're calling the Centennial Series, where I talk to CEOs of companies that are over 100 years old, like Xerox, Barnes & Noble, and more. There's no 100-year-old company that's without its struggles, and it's been fascinating to talk to these CEOs about which parts of these companies' history are important and which parts they can let go. A little spoiler for you, if a company is over 100 years old, there's a lot of drama to talk about. It's been a good time. You can listen to the Centennial Series right in the Decoder feed. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts. Most of the time, we talk about tech in terms of a handful of gigantic companies like Google, Meta, and Apple. But some of the most interesting stuff we find online is the product of a single person. When you're working on your own, I think there's this beauty of being able to come up with an idea and then implement it. Then, in that moment, you don't have to have permission from someone else. There's no red tape. 
In the VergeCast series Solo Acts, we'll get to know these people, the tech they use to get stuff done, and the obstacles they face trying to compete with the giants. Some people that I talk to and my friends are like, you know, your competitors are Zuckerberg and Musk. Like, aren't you kind of like afraid of that? Every Monday, our friend Ashley Escada will be curating and hosting these interviews and sharing with us what she's learned. I can't believe the McRib locator was originally a tornado locator. Right. <laughs> Pretty wild. Listen to our Solo Acts miniseries now in the VergeCast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Right. It was a complete culture shock for him, but he, he took to it pretty well, and well enough that they're like, okay, we can pay you like a couple hundred grand, or we could pay Cole quit like a couple million, so we're going to go with you. <sighs> but the thing is, it's not like they're tied up against the cap. Like, if it was that... I guess ultimately they did feel comfortable and, you know, build to the future, whatever the case might be. But that's still um, that that was still a pretty big shock, wasn't it? Uh, to me, it was. And, and I guess that tells you how far they've come under John Dorsey. Yeah. That the biggest shock is the punter making the team. Uh, to, that was just that was good to see that most of the decisions for the impactful positions we're long made long ago. Right, exactly. That's exactly it. Uh, you're listening to the Doghouse. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Get Matt on Twitter at Matt Florjancic, myself at AndyMC81. We are brought to you by ClevelandWhiskey.com. Matt, some other moves. Braxton Miller brought in late in training camp and preseason. Flashed a little bit. Looked like, okay, maybe he's going to make the team. Then the Browns trade for Taewon Taylor uh, from the Tennessee Titans, and Miller is cut. Did that? Did Miller two parts? Did Miller getting cut surprise you? And the trade for Taewon Taylor? Because for me, that was a bit of okay. The receiver position seemed kind of locked up, but since that third preseason game that was pretty disappointing, it looked like uh, Freddie Kitchens and John Dorsey wanted to uh, add maybe a little more experience and sure that that uh, position group up a bit. Yeah, they kept actually one less than I thought they were going to keep. I thought for sure they were going to keep at least six or seven, and I think they, the final tally was five. Oh. Uh, I was surprised to see Miller go. Willie's gone too. Oh, but not as much because of the of the trade. But then Willie's was gone, and they kept Ratley, and that was a decision that didn't make any damn sense to me because I, I understand. I'm sure he's got some freak athleticism, and that's what you saw when you – were scouting film, but he wasn't able to practice for three and a half weeks. I don't know how you make the team. And I'll give John Dorsey credit for this. There was a guy who I pretty much thought was a lock to make this team, even though he never practiced, and that was Seth the Valve. Right. And to John Dorsey's credit, he took a risk on Pharaoh Brown rather than acquiescing to the veteran. I'm and I, I respect okay the hell that. out of him for that. Yeah. That could not have been an easy decision to make. Well, it, it also, Matt, it gets rid of kind of one of the the, the last holdovers from the Sashi Brown era. Outside Joe Schobert worked out well, of course, and a couple others. But Seth the Valve just never did it for me. Um, did nothing special. That's what I was going with Seth the Valve, Matt. He wasn't a physical freak. He wasn't the fastest. He wasn't the strongest. He wasn't the best. Ca- he was okay. He was okay across the board. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Seth the Valve in the NFL again. Like, he just seems very average. Yeah, and the Browns have been plagued with those kind of guys for years. Absolutely. I mean, you remember Evan, Evan Moore? Oh, he was man. another example. He was yeah. he was just 
Stanford kid. He was another smart kid yeah. that was almost too smart for his own good. And anytime somebody sneezed near him, he claimed he had a concussion, and <laughs> that was the end of his season. Now, now, he may very well have had a lot of issues. I do not know. I know he had a couple legit ones. But it just seemed like he was a, you know, a physical specimen built out of granite, but had no idea how to protect himself on the football field. And set the valve for all the things that he could do athletically was the same way. He cannot protect himself on the field. He got a concussion in, in training camp this year. He was running a deep out route, and he missed the ball and then slowed up and ducked his head at the last second to try and lunge for the football. Hmm. Safety comes right through him, literally right through him, and that was all she wrote. When he went down, it was like, he's not coming back for practice. You can just tell. Yeah. Well, with Taewon Taylor, so if we we look at this, Brown's got him for an undisclosed 2020 draft pick, uh, 5'11", 205 from the Tennessee Titans, so maybe, hey, maybe gives a little game plan stuff for week one against Tennessee, who knows. But he had, if I'm reading from the Brown site here, 53 career receptions, 697 yards, a couple touchdowns. Seems seems more of a um, a, a depth guy, a little bit of speed, man. I remember him last year. He flashed a little bit, but you can pop him in the slot. And I guess more of just a, all right, he's going to be uh, a bit of a safety net, somebody who has some veteran NFL experience if an injury were to occur at the wide receiver position. Yeah, I would agree that he's, he's somebody that's been around the league, has a little bit of a track record, and athletically can do things that yeah, will help yeah. this team if he has to play. It'll be interesting to see game day how many wide receivers they keep active. If they're going to keep all five active, I mean, they can't go much below four, uh, no. in my opinion, no. but who knows. Yeah, and I guess it depends Yeah, or what you're going to do at tight end as well and, and all that good stuff. But also, Matt, hey, let's go to the offensive line here. And that was a position group we were talking all preseason, that right guard spot. John Dorsey not happy with it. Made not one, but two trades over the weekend. One with the Buffalo Bills, Wyatt Teller, and then went to Green Bay and picked up somebody that uh, the new offensive uh, line coach was very familiar with who used to be at the Green Bay Packers, and you get another depth player. Um, what do you make of that? Is this Are, are these guys depth moves? Are these uh, Justin McRae's his name. Um, are these depth moves, or, or could Teller or McRae battle for that right guard spot? Dorsey said they were depth moves. Wyatt Teller, with a good week of practice, should be running with the one sooner rather than later. Hmm. You don't if you trade an offensive line for an offensive lineman for depth purposes, usually a seventh rounder, maybe a sixth. Right. You don't throw a fifth and a yeah. sixth out there unless you plan on playing that guy. That was that was high. That that was shockingly high to me to go to the Buffalo Bills for a guy who played left guard, but he was practicing at right guard, had a bit of. Um, starting time but that 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 was was telling i wonder if uh dorsey felt he was in a position that he had to overpay to get someone like that and and then mccray to lock it up because boy uh drew forbes a bit of a knee injury kendall lamb not wowing anybody kush is okay corbett looks i guess matt to be what the future backup center he's uh he looks oh he's he's, to be honest with you i think i thought early in camp and i made this opinion known among my reporter friends, that Corbett was not, and everybody was giving him the business for not being in the right guard competition. I said, guys, you got to watch what he's doing. He's running with the second team and the third team as the center. Hmm. He's J.C. Treader, their apparent. If they can find a way 
to, or if they can't find a way to sign Shredder long term, that's the move. It's going to be Corbett at center. He would remember in the Senior Bowl, he was projected that's as right. a center. Yep. Yep. Even though he was a college tackle, they said he's too small arm-wise to play tackle in the league. He's going to have to play the likely center, but they could try him at guard. Well, now it looks like he's going to be the heir apparent at center. I don't think there's any qualms about that. I don't know that Austin had as awful of a training camp as people give him credit for because he didn't win the job and how, how disheartening is that the the second-round pick, the first pick in the second round can't mm-hmm. start. But I think they have different designs on him. I don't know that he got a fair enough shot at right guard to really say, oh, he lost the job. I, I think they realized early on he had skills that could help this team in other areas. And they moved him to the center. And let's face it, J.C. Treader does have an injury history that the guy battled through what, the high ankle sprain gutted it out. A lot of heart with Treader last year, but he does have a bit of an injury history, so you have that. Yeah, up, you know? up until last year, he had played only one full yeah. season in four years with the yeah. Packers. So, sure. and having depth at center is not necessarily a bad thing. No, you you need that. Remember what happened a few years ago when we uh, Alex Mack went down and we had no, uh, no center position. So, um, Austin Corbett there. Uh, unfortunately, Matt, great preseason story, but just didn't ultimately do enough. Damon Sheehy, Giuseppe, the return guy, uh, probably had his career moment in the preseason when the teammates mauled him for that punt return. Disappointing to see him go, but what does that mean now with Antonio Callaway out the first four games? Who's going to be returning punts and kicks? I think Dearness Johnson is going to be returning at least kicks, maybe okay. punts as well. I think they're going to keep three backs on the active game day roster. I, tru- I truly do. Um and when I take a look at other potential candidates, don't rule out Jarvis Landry fielding punts this year. Not uh, necessarily to break off a 35-yard return, but in a late-game situation where they need a guy that's sure-handed oh, to go man. out there and catch the damn ball, stick your arm up in the air, fair catch it, just to keep the possession. Right. I think Jarvis Landry is going to be back there more often than not. Really? So, uh, Matt, uh, Dearness Johnson, he's, he's gotten – he was a riser through camp and has done good work, but is he dynamic as a returner? Like, I thought Braxton Miller might have been that guy, but he's cut uh, – Sheehy Giuseppe, of course, definitely was, but, but he got cut. Is Jackson dynamic at all as a returner, or are we looking at another case where, okay, if you run I the ball, think, you're looking like eight yards and that's it? Yeah, with, with Johnson, I think it's more of just the consistency. They know what they're going to get with Giuseppe – it was the, oh, he could take it 84 yards, or he might not have 20 return yards in a game catching five punts. You know, right. they wanted somebody that's a little bit more flatlined uh, instead of the peak in the valley guy. Gotcha. And I think Johnson can fit that mold. They know what they're going to get from him. He's consistent, and they, they're they not expecting, obviously, if he breaks one, they're not going to turn it down. But I don't think they're expecting him to be – the Travis Benjamin Josh Cribs is just going to house it gotcha. when he feels a kickoff or a punt. So that's okay. So more just play it safe type of deal and and go from there. Okay. So you know what? I guess there's there's worse. Yeah. Now if somebody kind of comes exciting. on the market that's Hello, dynamic, I think they'll get a run. But I don't know continues. that that's going to happen yeah. for a while yet. Right. Right. And, and that and that's the thing. Like there, there might be players that come loose. There's so much player movement over the next few days with players getting cut, waivers, picked up, and all that, so maybe. But 
yeah, it seems like they're going to try to play it safe. Very interesting, man. So, Matt, you know what? We'll uh, we'll be back, what, I guess Friday for our week one season preview, regular season for Browns versus Titans and get everybody set up for that. I can't wait. Uh, it's, it's go time, baby. It's go time. These ones count now. Oh. Remember that these ones are important. These ones count. Every now. every yep. single game you play is the most important game on your schedule because right. for a team that's as talented as this mm-hmm. and has some lofty expectations, you can't come out flat. No, nope, absolutely not. Matt, great stuff, buddy. We Everybody can keep track of your great work. WKYC.com slash sports for all the latest on Brown's roster moves and on Twitter at Matt Florjancic, myself at AndyMC81. All right, we'll talk to you Friday, man. It's uh, It's almost here. Can't wait. Sounds good, Andy. You have a good rest of your day. All right, there he goes, Matt Flerjancic. You've been listening to the Doghouse. Don't forget to support our great sponsor, Cleveland Whiskey, at clevelandwhiskey.com. Your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Since you listen for free, you love a deal. Here's Ford of Canada employee Daria. I really enjoy driving the EcoSport because it is like the best mix of a car for me. If an escape and a focus were to have a baby, they would definitely produce an EcoSport. Right now, get over $5,500 in total price adjustments on the 2018 Ford EcoSport Titanium with four-wheel drive. Plus, until September 3rd, get a $1,000 trade-in bonus. You pay what we pay. Get your Ford employee pricing today. To learn more, click on the banner. The big wireless companies sold you an outdated plan tied to long-term contracts and mystery fees. Simple Mobile's different. You get a lightning-fast 4G LTE nationwide network with no contract, ever. And keep the phone and number you love. Just text the word BYOP to 611611 to see if your phone is compatible. Simple Mobile. Out with the old, in with the simple. Standard text message and data rates may apply based on your mobile phone service. Please refer always to the privacy policy at simplemobile.com slash privacy policy and the terms and conditions at simplemobile.com slash terms and conditions. This episode was supported by Reddit for Business. You want the right attention for your business, but you don't know where to get it. It should be a place where people actually take the time to engage with your ads. Why not try Reddit? They seem to have a whole engagement thing down pat. With over 100,000 communities, Reddit users are some of the most active online. Meet your potential customers where they feel most at home, with 90% of users trusting Reddit to learn about new products and brands. Just go to redditforbusiness.com slash vox to learn more.